Hello and welcome to Game On presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we will be talking about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, developed by Insomniac Games, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, as well as Satisfactory, developed by Coffee Stain Studios, published by Coffee Stain Publishing. And Caleb, you want to go first? Sure. Um, so like, it's mainly just, these are games that we're playing right now. Uh, Ratchet and Clank is a PlayStation exclusive. This one happens to be just a PS5 exclusive game. They didn't even release it on the PS4. Um, Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up from here on out. There's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. And it, it's for those of you who don't know, Ratchet and Clank is a very well-known series. (laughs) Of games mm-hmm. like they, they've been around for a while yes um they did a reboot back in like 2016 uh roughly around like uh, it was for the ps4 and i loved it mm-hmm. I, I loved the reboot it was it was really fun um it's a platformer it's a third person platform shooter mm-hmm. basically where you play a lombax named ratchet who ends up befriending a warbot named clank but he's a defective warbot and you guys then team up to go and save the universe together (laughs) um against god i can't even remember who the guy is in the original one but he's trying to like take over the universe using corporate you know corporate tactics basically okay right and then he builds like using all of his money he builds a huge warbot army and is then basically gonna invade it and you're like no (laughs) um but at the time like neither one of you are really like galactic heroes right they do have galactic heroes and the big one's kind of a joke and the way the first game goes is he's basically telling the storyline of it from his perspective in a jail cell because he decided to betray the Galactic Alliance because he was jealous of Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Um. So it's it's actually kind of funny how it works out because he's talking about how like they're super annoying, but like it then tells your story. Mm-hmm. This one picks up shortly after the last one left off, right? Where Ratchet and Clank are being celebrated as galactic heroes for saving the the universe from this big bad guy, right? But during their, like, parade, eh, they get attacked by Dr. Nefarious. Nice which, name. Yeah, which is, like, this robotic doctor that is just... He's, he's that typical, like doctor that's just a putz right (laughs) okay like he's terrible at his job he constantly loses all this other stuff you find out that clank prepared a present for ratchet right so when you get to the end of the parade he presents the present which is the dimensionator so ratchet and clank actually has a surprisingly rich lore to it like i i was kind of astonished okay by how in-depth this this very simple platform third person shooter was like rich in lore and history and mythos and and all of that right and basically ratchet's dad created the dimensionator or was put in charge of protecting the dimensionator okay and you basically find out that the Lombaxes, which all you know of as a Lombax is, is Ratchet. You don't know of any other Lombaxes in the, the galaxy. 
And that's because he comes actually from a different dimension. And when chaos was happening in the Lombax's home dimension, they used the dimensionator to travel to a safe dimension. But when that happened, right, they ended up being separated. So there's like Lombaxes scattered throughout multiple different dimensions. So Clank's whole idea was they could use the dimensionator for Ratchet to go into the different dimensions looking for his people, right? Really heartfelt, warm thing of like, we can find your people again and you can be with the fellow Lombaxes, right? Okay. But when that happens, Dr. Nefarious swoops in, snatches up the dimensionator, and of course starts using it for all these bad things and causing these rifts between the different dimensions, basically breaking space and time, right? Mm-hmm. So you end up fighting him, and during during that fight, you end up accidentally destroying the Dimensionator, which is bad because all of these rifts in space and time are, are still there, and they're causing some really bad things, and you and Clank end up getting sucked into a dimension And as you're traveling through the different dimensions or like being tossed through the different dimensions, you and Clank get separated Mm. and you end up in this one dimension together. Well, this one dimension, because Dr. Nefarious's whole plan is to take you to a dimension in which he wins. Oh, okay. And he does. Mm. And in that dimension, there is Emperor Nefarious. Right. So, of course, because he looks very similar to Emperor Nefarious because he's Dr. Nefarious, people mistake him as the emperor and he's like, aha, I've won. And but then he finds out there's another Lombax in this dimension Mm. and her name is Rivet. And she ends up picking up Clank and flying away with him. So Ratchet's like whole first part of it is basically trying to find and reunite himself with Clank. And during during that, right, because the whole premise of it is kind of like a Jack and Dexter or Banjo-Kazooie, you know, it's it's two people teaming up to be one entity to then, you know, go and save the world. Yeah. Right? Um, they give him... He comes upon another warbot from that dimension named Kit. Mm. Now, Kit, Kit is broken kit kit feels like she is a very very bad warbot she was doing her patrols one night saw somebody trying to break in attacked them realized that she probably killed them felt really terrible about it and ran away and basically has secluded herself okay and basically tells ratchet like you don't want me as a partner you don't want me as a friend i'm dangerous and ratchet of course being ratchet and being very nice he's like I don't think you're as bad as you think you are. Why don't we team up? We do this together. And then once we're done teaming up and and doing this, we decide whether we can be friends or not. Um, At which point he ends up making contact with rivet and clank and finds out like, okay, we can rebuild the dimensionator. Like clank repaired it, fixed it, built it basically. So he's like, we need this, 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 So you stick with Kit for a little while, Rivet sticks with Clank, and it switches between the two parties, depending on what planet you go to. Okay. Right? So if you go to one planet, you're Ratchet and Kit. 
if you go to a different planet, you might be Rivet and Clank. Now, does this happen naturally, or can you select when you choose? It's natural. Okay. Or No, you can select when you choose. I'm sorry. Because, like, basically you hop in your spaceship, and then it gives you a list of destinations. And depending on what planet you choose depends on... Who you play as. Who you play as. Got it. Okay. But it's always the same people for that planet. Got it. Right? Yeah. And... Um, like they did a lot of cool stuff with it, but I'll get into that here in a second. So like you then go through, you get all the stuff for the dimensionator. And by this time, Emperor Nefarious has popped up and he basically realizes like, okay, I've conquered this galaxy. Now what? Now what do I do? And then he learns of the dimensionator and goes, oh my God, I don't just have to be emperor of this galaxy. I could be emperor of every single dimension, right? Mm-hmm. So he then steals the newly built dimensionator and you all team up to go after him. Now in this rivet has, she's missing an arm and it's a robotic arm. And she tells a story to clank about how she was breaking into a facility one night for, of emperor nefarious and a warbot came upon her blasted her taking away her arm and then ran away so it's a kid's game so immediately i'm like that's kid because <laughs> like it's not hard for me to you know piece two and two together having heard the two stories and you know that's going to cause some conflict yeah so of course her and kit team up ratchet and clink team back up and then you kind of travel off and you're doing your own thing right and um Rivet basically finds out Kit is the warbot, causes some conflict, they separate. They then go fight Emperor Nefarious, which traveled back to Ratchet and Clank's original dimension, trying to take over that dimension first. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that fight, Kit comes back and kind of like acts as a hero and is like, No, I'm here. I've decided like I can't just run away anymore. I'm really sorry for what I did to you, but that's not who I am. I'm here to help protect the dimensions, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, Kit and Rivet make up, yeah. right? Um, and then you, like, defeat Dr. Nefarious, or uh, Emperor Nefarious, and then defeat Dr. Nefarious, and you basically fix the galaxy, fix the dimensions, and basically at that point, with all of it fixed and repaired and everything all happy and everything all four of you decide to spend some time together traveling around the galaxies and dimensions, right? Um, Some of the cool things that this game did is the guns that you pick up, like you, you purchase with bolts. Okay. Yeah. That's the currency in this game. Um, They can then be upgraded with uh, dear God. What are they called? I can't remember. It's it's something like silly, you know, kind of like Doctor Nefarious. It, it works really well for the way that uh, they upgrade the weapons. But you you get these crystals to upgrade the weapons. Okay. Well, if I'm Ratchet and I buy a gun and then I upgrade that gun, even when I'm Clank or sorry, not Clank, Rivet, I have that gun and all the upgrades. Interesting. Which is weird. Yeah. Like I don't know. 
they don't really like explain how that works. Yeah, because like we'd be mad if you couldn't do that. Because then you'd be like, well, I bought this gun, I spent all this stuff, but I can't use it when I'm this other person. Yeah. But then to not explain how it works in universe, like that's kind of a problem. It's it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Like I like that they did it though. Yeah. Because of that exact reason. If they didn't, I'd be like, oh fuck. So now I've got to get another forty thousand bolts, mm. buy this gun again, get another ten crystals, upgrade this gun again, and then I've got to do it individually for each and every single gun. Like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. But to do it once. The only other way that I could see him doing it is Ratchet has his own arsenal. And Rivet has her own arsenal. And the guns can be similar, but they don't have to be the exact same. And, the you know, it aids them out differently on the planets that they are. But the fact that you each have the full arsenal is kind of nice. Yeah. You know, and like the guns level up and can be upgraded. So the more you use the gun, it gets experience and you level up the gun which unlocks more abilities to upgrade. That's cool. Yeah. So if I'm playing as Ratchet and I'm using the gun and I upgrade it to level two and then I switch over to Rivet and I'm using the gun, it's level two with all the upgrades and whatever experience I gain with it still transfers over to Ratchet. The gun system is just, here are the guns. It's universal. Whatever the guns are, it's 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 awesome. Um, And then in this one, they build my favorite... My favorite thing of all shooters, basically a fucking grappling hook. Yeah. <laughs> but in this one, it, you're using it to grapple rifts and pull yourself through a rift. So in some areas, you're pulling yourself into a rift into another dimension. So it's the same planet, but it's a different dimension. Other times, you're just like closing a distance between two points, right? So it really kind of depends. I think they did a great great job on this game it's really fun it's really pretty and then there's replay value Mm -hmm. so after you beat the game once you can then go of course go through the game and play it on a harder difficulty or if you're like me who played it on the hardest difficulty to begin with play again on the hardest difficulty um but this time like i maxed out every single weapon Mm -hmm. the first playthrough which the max level the first playthrough is like level five and then you can unlock all of the upgrades for it i did that with every single weapon when you replay through it you can rebuy the weapon but the omega version of the Mm. weapon which then allows you to level it up to level 10 and unlock even more and even just repurchasing the weapon the omega level of the weapon automatically makes it like twice as strong okay so it was kind of like, oh, shit, because I was still, even at the end of the first one, I was still having problems, like, killing basic enemies. And now I'm like, okay, now I've actually, I can see what they did. Mm. This was designed to be played on, like, normal difficulty first. And then in the replay, you go through as the hardest difficulty and you build up the weapons because then it makes the enemies easier. You know, they're, they're you're not spending as much ammo. They're a little bit easier to kill. Yeah. Like it keeps the difficulty level the same, but it's not like outrageously difficult. And I I get it. I get it. So like the fact that they added that replay value because for me I'm like, well now I want to and they added new guns. Oh, uh, okay. So you only unlock certain guns if you replay through the game. And I was like 
I like that. <laughs> that definitely adds some replay value yeah. for me. Because now I want to go through and unlock all those new guns, unlock all the new levels, unlock all the new upgrades. Like, cool. And the storyline's fun. It's it's campy. It's got some campy humor in it and everything like that. But it's fun. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. I don't know. I, I would say I probably spent about like 20 hours in this game. Wow. Okay. Yeah. For the first playthrough, which mm. for a first playthrough, that's not bad. No. That's like, it, it's not bad. And it's, it's fun. I enjoyed it. Um, it's a nice storyline. He like, there is some like little sexual tension between rivet and ratchet, you know, yeah. because she is a female Lombax and, um, basically kind of showing how like one little change can change the differences between the dimensions and all this other shit. And I was just like, this is an interesting and fun game to play through <laughs> because the mechanics are really simple. The gameplay is really fun. The storyline is great. Like it is one of the few games where I was just kind of like, I know that I beat it very quickly, but I'm okay with it because I had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I can, if I can get what I feel like is an enjoyable amount of time out of this game, I'm good. And this game did that. This game totally did that. Like it, it seems silly because it is a little kid game. Like the original ratchet and clank, I think came out when I was like seven, eight, <laughs> nine years old, somewhere around there. And it was designed for kids. And these ones are just the same. They're designed for like nine, 10 year old kids. They're, they're family friendly. They're campy. They, it, it's not really that hard to play. So they can definitely enjoy their time in it. Mm -hmm. But here I am as a full grown adult going like, I love this. This is great. <laughs> Highly recommend this to anybody who likes the third person platform shooters. Yeah. Because this one does it so well, so well. I, I loved it. I had a great time with it. Okay, so my first question. Yeah. Did they ever what give me the explanation for the anthropomorphic animal? I've never played a Ratchet and Clank game. Oh. I know nothing about the series other than Clank is a little robot. Yeah. So the um So that's my what, first what, question. What's your question about the anthropomorphic animal? Like are they aliens or are they? They are. Okay. They are. They're aliens. Everything in this is an alien race. Okay. The only person who looks human is really the um, the main galactic hero that's actually kind of a coward and backstabs them in the first game. Okay. He's the only person that I have seen throughout this that is kind of human, like more human. Okay. There are human-esque characters but even they have kind of like a little alien vibeness to them. Yeah. Okay. He's the only one that's kind of like, this is a, this is looks like a human from the 1950s that got blasted off into space. He's wearing like a full body one latex onesie <laughs> that like covers everything except for his face. And then on the top of his head is like a little antenna with a ball on top. Okay. Like almost Marvin, the Martian type, thing okay, right yeah like that's what he looks like but he's like built out and muscular and he pretends to be like the world's greatest or the galactic's greatest hero and mm. he's, he's basically a chicken shit but they're all aliens okay and the the key point is ratchet himself is it's kind of like leela from futurama right 
he's the only Lombax in the galaxy. She's the only Cyclops in the galaxy, you know, type deal. He has no idea where he's from, what's going on. All he knows is that his dad came, he was born, his dad died. What? You're a terrible person. His dad shifted to this galaxy. Um, I don't know if he was born yet or not, or if he was like a part of that. Right. But Mm -hmm. he ended up in this galaxy. His dad died and basically told him, keep the dimensionator safe and out of bad people's hands. Cause it is a powerful tool that can really fuck up a lot of things. Okay. But he, he basically has the idea that the Lombaxes are out there somewhere, just not in this dimension. Okay. And he needs to find them. So is Rivet the first other one that you use in all of, because this is the, what, 16th installment in this series? Yes, but this is a reboot. So the 2016 is basically like a reboot of the Ratchet and Clank series. But in all the other 15 games, you never find another Lombax. I can't speak on that because I didn't play all of the other games. I've played one here and there. And I know in those ones, your main characters are Ratchet and Clank, right? Like, I don't know if there's ever been another Lombax in any of the other games because I didn't play all of them. Okay. I just know in this one, this is the first Lombax, he, uh, other Lombax he has ever come across. So this could either be due to never seeing another one in any of the prior games or because they rebooted it in 2016 and this new version of him. Yes. Over the last five years, yes. has not seen one. Correct. Okay. Cool. Correct. Okay. Thank you. I don't know which it is. That's it fine. could be both. Yeah. In all honesty, it could. Like, yeah. um, because yeah, the the 2016 game, he starts off as a mechanic, and he wants to become one of the galactic heroes, and so he goes through a trial of the galactic heroes, and during that trial, his home planet gets attacked, and clank comes into his possession and he realized well i gotta get clank to the galactic heroes so he takes clank to the galactic heroes and when he shows up there that planet's being attacked so then he basically like helps out the galactic heroes and the galactic heroes are like hey you've got what it takes you're the right stuff why don't we hi- get bring you on as a recruit and make you a galactic hero and then of course you go on to save the galaxy yeah right like <laughs> So it is a complete reboot. And this is them the, at the beginning of this. This is them thanking you for saving the galaxy. Got it. So I think it is like she is the the first and only other Lombax that was ever in a Ratchet and Clank game. Mm-hmm. Because up until this point, I've never heard of Rivet. I've never seen Rivet like outside of like fan fiction and, and like and i don't even know if she was called rivet but yeah you know there's been female lombax and you know what adults do with bad things yeah um stop that <laughs> but that's that's it that like outside of that i've never seen anything when i was trying to do a little bit of research on it to see if like rivet was a character that i just never knew about mm-hmm. didn't find anything okay so my next question do you use the like the rift tether like is that used for solving puzzles or is it you just use for traversal yes and no okay um so because it's a platformer you're traveling from one platform to the next 
sometimes that it requires you to use the rift tether to travel to help solve the puzzle mm. that's going so it's mainly used for traverse okay but the way they designed some of the puzzles you need it to you need it to traverse to solve the puzzle correct okay makes sense yeah which again i'm not a big fan of grappling hooks but the way they did it with this one in particular i was kind of like Okay, that's okay. That's cool. That's fine. <laughs> it's not like the grappling hook in like Ghost of Tsushima, which was virtually pointless. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This one had a purpose, had a point, and they used it very, very well. Um, so did they hint at, because you said at the end, it's like they're hanging out and repairing everything, and then they're like, go off on additional adventures. Like, did they hint at what like the next one could be? Like, was there like a mid cut scene, an end cut scene, anything like that? Not that I saw. Okay. Um. A part of me was wondering, like, maybe they're going to do a DLC for this one where they add additional planets and additional things because the possibilities there or realistically, they could just create a whole another whole new game. Mm -hmm. But considering the first one came out in 2016, that's five years to give us a second one. I'm not expecting anything anytime soon. So because so, so the, the 2016 one was into the Nexus question mark question mark no no the no. the 2016 one is just called ratchet and Clank. okay so i guess i have no idea like that that's where you knew it was kind of a reboot got it because the 2016 one was just called ratchet and Clank. okay and i i just i brought it up um yeah, it, it's a reboot of the 2002 Ratchet and Clank game. So, okay, maybe I was a little bit older than 10, but... <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it was Captain Quark. That's the fucker's name. <laughs> Captain Quark? Yeah, yeah, Captain Quark is the, like, human-esque looking dude that's an idiot. Nice. Yeah, he's he's totally retarded. Love him. Um, But, yeah, so he... It's into the Nexus. I know was one of the later installments of like the original series because, as you said, it's like the like the sixteenth game in this series. Mm -hmm. It's it's fucking nuts what the Ratchet and Clank series has into it. Uh, into the Nexus. Let's see. I don't know how it follows the events of Into the Nexus that came out in twenty thirteen. I I don't know. Did you play that one? No. Oh, okay. Maybe there's something in that one that like talks about maybe it. like because I, I it kind of looks like the same thing from the where they had teleportation and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. That's okay. So yeah. That's that's basically it. So like, you like play it? the game. It was good. Play the game. Highly recommend it. I do. Right. For those who have a PS5, which I know is not many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't weird weird flex, bro. Have you have you seen like the the things of like them pointing out like the Loki uh or uh the Loki TV show, right? They're in they're like in um 2045 mm. or 2055 and they pass by this shelf like they're in an electronic store and they pass by this shelf and you see this ps4 like controller dock <laughs> and they're like 
even in 2055, nobody has a PS5. <laughs> That's funny. And I was like, oh. Oh, it's so, it's only funny because it's true. It's only funny because it's true. <laughs> but there's like a bunch of memes about like how all these shows are like supposed to take place in the future or whatever. And they, they still have like PS4 gear because nobody can afford a PS5. <laughs> So I was like, that's that's funny. Nice. But yeah. So I guess on to satisfactory. I don't know about that. We'll see. But how is it satisfactory? All right. So basically, I came across somebody who was playing this like on Twitch. And mm-hmm. and he basically like the, the premise, he just was like, it's all about optimization. And I was like, interesting. Okay. You, I was like. I was like, first you had my attention, but now you have my curiosity. Oh, oh. <laughs> because like Sophisticated. St- streamlining and optimizing like that, like that gets me right in my OCD corners of my heart. Yeah. Like, you know, like when I'm, di- when I'm like base building or anything like that, like I'm very particular about the way, like where things go. I like to make sure they're about as like functional as possible. Yeah. You know, when I'm building bases in Subnautica, it's all about like, I basically feel like I have the I, I've come up with the best design because it's like I've got a I've got a room for crafting, a room above that for food, a room above that for where I sleep, and then behind the crafting room is my storage. Next to storage is my energy room where like my bioreactor is, and then that's all connected to like a moon pool. So it's all very compact and it's nice and you know, nice and together. Yeah. <clears throat> very efficient and yeah. optimized. So so hearing him talk about this, I was like, okay, I gotta check this out. So basically what this game is, is it's actually a it's a factory simulation game. You are you are basically a Terranaut. Okay. And the game starts with you in a drop pod. And you get this like little brief tutorial thing that comes down, letting you know that you now work for the company. Fix it. And you are being dropped down onto um, the alien planet named Massage 2, uh, A and B, depending on where you go. Um, but basically, the planet is called Massage 2. Okay. okay. And once you land... The first thing it does is it's like, okay, now you're going to deconstruct your drop pod. So you pull out your little, you know, builder tool and you deconstruct your drop pod. And then it's like, now you build a hub and the hub has a workbench, um, an area where you can, uh, complete milestones and I'll get to milestones in a minute and just a basic chest that you can store some stuff in. Okay. So the game tells you, okay, now pull out your scanner and search for iron ore. So you pull out your your scanner, you go find iron ore, and you walk over there and you manually dig up some iron. And it's like, now you have to t- use that iron and, and break it down into ingots at the workbench. So you break it down into ingots. And then it says, now you go over to where the uh, milestone area is in the hub. And you need 10 iron rods to, okay. to, get, the, to get that milestone. When you complete that milestone, you'll get an automated miner. So you don't have to do it by hand. So you go back to your workbench and you make your iron rods and you go over and you put it into the, you know, the, uh, the milestone thing. And you, you finish that and now you have, you know, a, an automated miner. So you go and you build an automated miner and you put the automated miner down. And then after a while, you get actually, um, act- you get an actual, like, giant drill minor thing okay and so that's basically the game's progression is you start off with these little resources like iron and copper and limestone and so for example you put a miner down on the iron 
and there's there's different qualities of the uh, minerals. So okay. like you may find one iron node and it is poor uh, quality. It's yeah, it's impure. Okay. And that means it's going to spit out it's going to spit out 30 iron ore a minute. So then you have, you know, you build like a track from your miner to your smelter. And the smelter only accepts 30 iron ore a minute. And then you say, well, okay, now that it's in the smelter, now I have to come out of the smelter and I have to send that into a constructor to make iron rods. Well, the constructor only takes 15 iron ingots and you're producing 30 iron ingots in your smelter. Yeah. So you're like, well, now that's going to back up. So I need to build two constructors. So that way everything flows nice and evenly. And that's where the game starts to like um, have the progression part come in where you're like, I need to make sure everything is streamlined that what's going into a building then is producing something which goes into something else that can accept that amount. Now you can, of course, you know, have it set up. So like, you know, you have something that accepts 15, we'll just say copper wire a minute. Yeah. But the thing that's sending it to it produces 20 copper wire a minute. So you'll have a little bit of a backlog and that's not as optimal as you want it to be. But sometimes like that's just the way that it happens. And you, so you start off with this really small operation and then before you know it, you're unlocking, you know, um, like bioreactor power plants. And so you got to go off into the wilderness. You got to, you know, cut a tree down and you got to get some leaves and then you take it back and you put it into a machine that turns it into biomass. And then you take the biomass and put it into a different machine that turns it into biofuel. And that goes into your bioreactors. And, you know, it, there's just always, there's always one more thing to chase in yeah. this game. Um, Lots of exploring. Eventually, you can get, like, bounce pads that, like, launch you up into the air. You can create these little, like, landing pads that you can land in. Um, you know, you can create a tractor so you can drive around. And then you can, like, let's say that there's a an ore deposit that you want to um, extract the ore from. You can put down a miner, put down a tractor, like, receptacle. And then drive your track, like record yourself driving to, to the, the tractor receptacle and then driving all the way back to your base. And then once you complete that loop, you can turn on an autopilot and it'll automatically do it. And it'll just make the rounds as much as, you know, as long as there's something for it to grab. And usually it'll be like, you know, you mine the ore, put it into the, um, the tractor base mm -hmm. and then it'll go and it'll pull some out and put it in its storage. And then it'll drive back to your base and deposit it wherever you tell it to. And, um, you know, there's like, there's alien life forms that you have to contest with, but they've got like an armor on their top, kind of like an armadillo. Okay. But they've got like a long tail and like, you know, you'll be walking along and one of those will run at you and hit you. And you start off with like a little taser that yeah. you like, you get away. Yeah. Hit them. Uh, right now I have basically what I have is like a rebar gun. So I take an iron rod and I basically put a point on it. And then I have a gun that's just like a pneumatic gun and you just like load a piece of rebar into it. And then like, 
Like I shot one of these things in the head and you can see the bar sticking out of its head. It's, it, was, it was fucking what? insane. Oh, it was, it was messed up. You know, there's other, there's other aliens. Like there's these like little green guys that like shoot fireballs at you. <laughs> little green men? No, cause they're, they're more like, like little green horses. Okay. But like, cause like they're, they're again, biped or, or, or quadrupeds. Um, you know, like a big old kind of face plate on them. They got like tentacles hanging down okay. and they just like spit fireballs at you. And, you know, like you just got to deal with them while you're out there. There's areas with like poisonous gas. So if you walk around there, you'll start taking damage. Um, All right. You know, like I just, so this, because this is something I play in my free time and because it's all about that optimization, like you, like you grow your factory so quickly and it's become so large that like you just need ways of kind of getting around quickly. One of the things they did was they they introduced this thing called the Awesome Sink, and I don't remember what Awesome stands for. But basically, you take extra resources, right? Okay. So like, if I've made a thousand iron plates and I'm not using them, I can put them into this thing, and it generates like tickets, and then I can print the ticket voucher, go over to the the Awesome Sink vendor, and I I bought like a little factory car. That like, okay. like, like you throw it out and it unfolds and then you, you jump in it and you just drive around really fast. Um, you can drive around on your factory. So I've got like bridges going over things because you can't drive through your conveyor belts. Okay. Um, you know, and yeah, it's just, it's all about just optimization. Yeah. What's the next thing I need to do and what's the most optimal way to, to get it created? You know, so I've got like, I just unlocked coal power. Okay. So I, I, you know, I built all the way out. I found some coal. Basically the coal was on like the edge of a cliff, like in a ravine. Yeah. So I basically just built uh, a factory floor across the ravine to give myself a nice stable platform. And, you know, you plunk down a couple of coal plants, but they need water. So now I got to go find water. So I find a water source. I plunk down a, a water pump. And then I use water pipes and just connect the pump to the coal factories. And you got to make sure that they're getting the, you know, the necessary amount of water as well as the necessary amount of power. Like it's just this weird, like it, it reminds me of the Zen feeling I get playing Subnautica, you know, because for me, Subnautica is all about like, I can just relax I know where the danger is. I know what to do when I when I face it. And I can just be in this nice, cool, relaxing environment and just do it. Like, I can swim around. I can drive around. I can build a base. I can actually do the story if I want to. And it just is, like, it's nice to just kind of be comfortable in this world. And this is, like, turning into the same thing. Like, I just find, oh, dear Lord. I find myself getting into this game and just being, like, maybe I'll just kind of maybe go explore over there. Or, you know, it's like, okay, I, I can, I know I can, like, I'm not really producing the smart paneling as, as well as I could. And I, I can, I can maybe do that. So you break down a bunch of resources and I have to give them credit for this. When you, when you build a, uh, you know, when you build a structure, it, it requires resources that you are generating, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but when you break it down, it actually gives you back one for one. So it's not penalizing you because the game knows you're constantly going to be building and tearing down and building and tearing down and, and redesigning your factory as you go. Like, so they don't penalize you 
knowing that that was, was going to be part of the game because I think a lot of games would do that. A lot of games would yeah. be like you get back 75, 80% of the resources. If that, some of these games. Yeah. There are games out there that are like that. You destroy this, you're only getting back like 30% of the resources. And it's like, fuck, I really, I really don't want to destroy it, but I have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah. And it just, you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's only on PC right now. And even on, you know, my, the laptop that I play on, which isn't a gaming laptop, it runs it perfectly fine. It, I do get some frame rate issues when I'm like at the heart of my factory because everything is moving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like you get out in the boonies, it runs perfectly fine. No like, issues. No issues. Everything looks great. Um, you know, I talked about, you know, I said you can get a gun. You can also get like an upgraded like stun stick. That basically is like, I mean, it just, it it just kind of looks like a lightsaber almost because it's like a handle with a, with a blue thing in the center, but then there's like metal plates that kind of are around it, Yeah, you know? And you like, they do a pretty decent job about making you feel like it's different because, you know, use a little taser thing on enemies. You got to hit them about four times with it, with the stick thing. You only need to hit them once or twice. Okay. You know? So like it does an okay job making you feel better and, and eventually you build a you build a or you just build a gun and shoot them with rebar in the brain well yeah that's true and and like that's and like that's like that's the progression of the game it's just like you're always working towards the next tier of milestones and eventually you build a space elevator and the space elevator is like you need to send us these materials and these materials a are like the biggest most hardest thing to create in like the tree so like i was talking about the smart plating yeah that's like the end of the iron upgrade path basically because yeah you know it's it's ore crafting ingots and then rods rods can get turned into screws ingots get turned into plates if you put plates with screws you get reinforced iron plates so like you know it's this weird web that you have to build to make sure you're getting everything and at the very end are these you know like i said the smart plating stuff and it's the same thing like i said with the um the copper Mm -hmm. you know you start making copper wire and then you can take copper wire and turn that into cable because you need cable to power everything yeah um which is really cool the 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 way that they do that is that any any power source or any power pole you can basically manage everything from so let's say that you're you know you've got six bioreactors and one of them runs out of fuel now you don't have enough power to run everything you can go back to that one specifically put fuel back in flip one switch and everything turns back on it's not like you have to go to the other reactors oh that's good and flip their breakers as well it's just like one switch boom enough power cool we're good we're good to go that that is awesome yeah because that would be super annoying especially like right now where i've just transitioned and my coal plants are way the fuck out in the boonies yeah you know i mean like that's a that's quite a trip for me at this point and you know, I'm guessing coal plants are supposed to be way more effective than the biofuel. Yeah, I had what I had eight bioreactors mm-hmm. and they were generating what somewhere like close to like 350, 375 megawatts of power. Okay. I built five coal reactors and I had like, you know, like those alone were like well over six, seven hundred, I think. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, and I even tore I tore down my bioreactors because my five coal plants are enough to power everything I have right now. Yeah. And the nice thing about coal, the coal plants is that you don't need to manually do it. I just have a miner sending out coal because you can put in like um conveyor conveyor belt splitters and mergers. Yeah. So like I have a conveyor belt coming out of the miner and then I have a splitter. One end of the splitter goes into the first reactor and the one keeps going another splitter second reactor and so on and so forth down the line yeah you know the excuse me the hardest part is that you know it's that managing managing of the numbers you know so right now my coal plant kicks out 120 coal a minute each reactor needs 30 a minute how many reactors you know can i get that this one miner can sustain four you know yeah Come on, man. It's simple math. Well, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's optimizing it so that you're making the best effective use per minute for the resources and materials that you're manufacturing, producing, mining, whatever. Yeah. What's the end game, bro? So basically the end game is once you get through all of the milestones and you get everything sent up through the space elevator like that's when the game ends is once you basically have terraformed this planet and have completed all of the tasks that this fix it corporation um has uh, you know has sent you basically and again every time like you're always working towards getting better stuff every time you complete a milestone you'll get something better or something more effective than what you already have you know like again you start off hand mining ore then you get just this little automated driller and then you get a, a mark one miner well the mark one miner is not as good as the mark two miner and eventually you complete really? you complete a milestone to get the mark two one yeah you know or you'll get tractors so that way you can travel farther yeah you know the jump pads and stuff like that so you're just you know yeah it's just this weird very zen chillaxed you know yeah it it definitely sounds right up your alley it sounds like subnautica it sounds like it it sounds like one of those that here you go complete these things craft these items yeah and just just keep doing it yeah keep doing it music is it. it looks gorgeous it's a very beautiful planet um i picked an area where there's like a flying manta ray thing that's hovering around okay and i'm very interested in building uh i want to build vertical because i want to try to jump on it like it's that kind of game where like there's no real stakes and it's just like a to-do list and for me that's just such a calming thing it's your zen it is it really is so i highly i highly uh recommend it for anybody who you know but again i have to 100 percent give it the default disclaimer this may not be for everybody considering it's just a factory simulator that's oh, yeah, about that optimizing is, that is all fucking hardcore factory yeah. simulator. <laughs> like if that does not sound like it's up your alley you will probably hate this game combat isn't that hard enemies aren't that difficult it's not designed for that yeah they're supposed to be minor inconveniences exactly while you create your factory exactly like that's, that's hilarious and eventually you just build you build a, t- a watchtower and you just stand and look over all you have have created and terraformed and you're like this is my domain <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so weird i know but i highly recommend it i love it it's one of those ones that came out of left field i knew nothing about it heard some guy talking about it was like i'm gonna check this out and holy shit i love this game it is a hell of a lot of fun nice so anything else no man that's, right. that's basically it that's where we're at that's what we're playing or have played or wherever this is just kind of a one of those 
Yeah, just what small updates. What we do on the off time when we're not playing something that we're actually, you know, yeah, having to play for the podcast. This yeah, is I don't know about having to play, but well, want to play, <laughs> want for the to pod. play. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Let's be honest. I wouldn't have played Dark Alliance if I didn't have to. <laughs> really? Not I thought you were looking forward to Dark Alliance. Well, I was. Okay, <laughs> I guess that that's the benefit of hindsight, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say. Like, you can't say that. If I remember correctly, Dark Alliance was one of the ones that you were looking forward to. And it just, yeah. Yeah. But we'll talk Wait about Wait for that. that one. Yeah. So thank you guys so much. Don't forget, you can go to our Facebook page, Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. You can leave us a comment. You can leave us a message. Ask us a question. Recommend a game for us to check out and talk about. Also go over to Podbean. You can leave us a message there. We're active on both places. And uh, don't forget, the new email is available. If you do want to send your questions, your comments, your concerns, or your recommendations to us, and that is notokensrequired at hotmail.com. Yeah. So I think that'll do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening in. We really appreciate it. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required for no part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from no tokens required. 